expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to Sports Roundtable. I am Bob Branco. This is episode 290, dated Monday, May 29th, 2023. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Hope the weather is nice wherever you are on this lovely day in honor of our veterans and everyone else who helped preserve our country. With us today, we have Peter Alchil. Welcome from a beautiful day in Columbia, Missouri. One of the last pleasant days we're going to have until September, I think. Don Wardlow. You know, from New Jersey, it's a beautiful picnic weather today. Sorry. Luther King. Reverend Michael Garrett should be with us. I haven't heard from him, so hopefully he'll join us as soon as he's able to do so. We also have a special guest, which I will introduce momentarily after I thank everybody for making it possible for... (laughs) sports roundtable to be aired we start out with our editor and producer raymond gay thank you for what you do also to tom and lynn from rosie's place chat line because they post our shows on greeting door number 14 i also want to thank the media outlets for airing us when they do along with jacqueline sylvia our website designer who archives sports roundtable on my website which is www.brancoevents.com merci jackie And howdy out there to Rick Troiano, a faithful listener to Sports Roundtable. Thank you for listening. We have with us a special guest. Her name is Kayla Anderson. She is a TV and radio sports correspondent from the Nashville, Tennessee area. Kayla, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Welcome. Thank you so much, everyone, for having me. And yeah, you guys were all talking about the weather in your parts of the country. We have uh, about 80 degrees here, and you're right. It's only going to last for a little bit longer in terms of uh, nice weather, because you know how the humidity hits mm-hmm. down here in the south. Oh, tell me about it. I do. I'm in Missouri, so we're not that you know we're not that far from you. Yeah, Peter, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the, pl- the place where your baseball coach just got tanned yesterday or today. Deservedly so. So, yeah. Kayla, you cover a lot of hockey, and you also said you covered some base, some basketball and a lot of football. So you're involved with the Titans and the Predators and occasionally the Grizzlies. So you must know a lot about what's happening, especially with John Moran. We won't touch on it that much, but obviously he's a star in the making in basketball, and it's too bad he had to go through and end up in the situation that he is currently in, unfortunately. Yeah, it is never a situation that you want to see unfold for such a young talent like John Morant. We saw a lot of him here in college, um, just with playing in the conference that Belmont played in at the time. And so we all knew, you know, that Jaw was going to be a star in the league. And when he landed in Memphis, um, really from the beginning, there was a lot of positivity surrounding him and just how the fans um, embraced him and what he clearly has done for that organization since joining the Grizzlies. But last season, this past season, 
definitely some some rocky times um, and maybe not learning from the first incident uh, just here recently after they were bounced from the playoffs early. Um, Jaw again kind of getting into some trouble and um, suspended again from activities even in the off season. So I just think it's one of those things that he really needs to dig deep into what he wants to be, you know, moving forward in this league. And and not only that, to remove the pro side of things from things and just be that kind of a guy who has to figure it out in life. Right. I I don't want to see any, anything go tragic in this situation. And I just feel like there's just so much going on around him right now. And so many people um, with their, their kind of hands in the jar, it, it, it's just really important. I think this off season, he looks in the mirror and finds out, you know, what direction he wants to go. And hopefully that is to get um, himself together and to, to come back to this team and, you know, to perform at the level he was performing at and hopefully take that team um, to to a playoff, uh, to a final here in the next several years. So uh, I, I do want to focus on this a little more because it's it's a sad thing. It, and because Memphis had so much potential and they sort of fell apart uh, last year in the playoffs, although they, they did come close to beating Golden State. And this year they completely fell apart. Um, what What are people saying? What are... What are people saying about Memphis and, and their perspectives for the future? It's really interesting because um, I've been down in Nashville for six years now, and it is interesting how Nashville and Memphis kind of are enemies in a way and are weird enough. Um, I won't call them rivals, but they don't really um, give each other much credit. And so it is interesting with being a Nashville sports radio host and TV personality that we give Memphis, you know, a lot of time when they do kind of have a good season, which they've had some good seasons and they've had, you know, playoff bursts, but it hasn't been successful, like you said, in the postseason. And so when we hear from what is going on over in Memphis and just what people are talking about, I think it is a lot of, you know, especially this season in particular, a lot of letdown. And I think it, as, as, tough as that is to put that on one young man um, because he is still very young in the league it is what it is like he is their star and really he is the star in sports in Memphis because you know that's the pro team there and so while I think Nashville people look at it in a little different light just more so maybe in the light that oh gosh what did he do now like why is he screwing this up I think Memphis is really bothered by the fact that this is happening and and they really take it to heart they don't want to see their star a guy who has really done so much for the city and and the fans Um, they don't want to see this go in the in the wrong direction so I think right now um i i feel kind of sorry for memphis fans because i don't want to see this turn up bad um so hopefully it's something that that jaw can figure out and that the grizzlies you know can continue to help push him in the right direction because it it, it's it's not it's not just uh jaw there are other people on that team people are i mean what i'm hearing dylan brooks is already dylan brooks is already out because they basically told him no in certain terms we are not resigning you so that's already that's already one piece that's gone. Yep. But back to the Morant thing, though, it's basically going to come down to him, who he has in his inner circle. It's no longer going. It's no longer going to be about words when Adam Silver has him for a meeting in the NBA office. It's basically at this point going to come down to him. Is he going to be willing to put in the work and the time to do what's necessary to fix? 
what's going on because right now his circle is not helping him at this point. You're absolutely right, Luther. And I have been around sports for the last 17 years of my life all over the country. I've covered high school to pros, right? So I have seen, you know, some young young kids in high school, even college, and and they keep some of those people around. And I'm not going to name somebody, but I I, I have firsthand, you know, experience with that with a, a young man I covered in college um, at the FCS level um, who who really had a great draft and was drafted high um, and had a great couple of years, but kind of kept that that crowd around him and never really got away from it and really never fulfilled his NFL career. I think he was done after like three years just because he got so caught up in, in, you know, the money aspect and all the other things that go along with it. And it was really sad for me to see just because I covered this young man and rooted for him. But I saw that firsthand what can happen when you don't necessarily let some of those people go and you just hope that in this situation for Ja, who's a superstar, might I add, in the league, yep, absolutely. he decides to do that. I know it's tough, but it has to happen. When so you, I, I, what? Go ahead, Luther. When you step into a grown-up world, when it comes to cash, when it comes to teams and things like that, it basically comes down to you becoming a leader. And something that was said on a national radio show, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago, that the NBA is making college basketball to be their enemy instead of embracing college basketball for what it is, making these kids be held accountable. So when they come into the league, they're not having to hold their hand. Sure. No, Uh, you're exactly right. Um, I just wanted to add to that really quick. You see it in a situation where in Alabama this year, and I know Brandon mm -hmm. Miller was not accused of anything. And he is actually from right here in Nashville. Antioch, Um, right? He was not accused. Yes, he Antioch, you're correct. He was not accused of anything. So I don't want to drag his his name through the mud by any means. But he was associated with the man who, you know, was in the trouble with, you know, the sad, awful situation um, with that murder in Tuscaloosa, the young lady. And Darius Miles and Davis, if I'm right. Right. Yes. And so you have to at some point, you know, when you're in college, those coaches also have to make sure to be talking to them about, you know, these people that you've got to kind of I I hate to say this, but separate yourself from. Right. Um, And that's just another example of like you want to make sure that those people then once they get to the NFL, once those athletes get the NFL or the NBA or the whatever it is that they're kind of like looking in the, fr- the, the, the mirror moving forward, not the rear view mirror. Kayla, Kayla. I, um, I want to get your thoughts because history <clears throat> might be made tonight in the NBA. Something may happen tonight. That's Man. never happened before where a team came back from a three, nothing deficit in an NBA playoff series. What are your thoughts on Celtics Miami and what's happened in this series so far? Well, it's incredible, first and foremost. And I I remember talking about it actually on our show, uh, our radio show here in Nashville. I do a morning show, uh, Ramon, Kayla, and Will. And we have uh, another gentleman by the name of Ron Slay who does the afternoon show. And he makes appearances on our show a couple times a week. So we talk NBA when it's time to, obviously. And uh, him and I were talking about how we were so excited, actually, 
for this Miami Boston series. And then we see what happened, right? Uh, it looked like it was going to be a sweep. Uh, it, it looked like it was not going to be a great series at all. And here we are at game seven with Boston on the verge of making history. Um, and now they're back at home. And I think it's going to be, first of all, I can't wait to see the ratings because I think they're going to be through the roof just because whenever history is in talks, um, that's going to be a thing. But also it's Boston, right? They have such a uh, history when it comes to basketball. And particularly, I know that sometimes it's hard for Boston to close out things and to close out games, Uh, you know, even giving up a lead late in that game, game five. But if you look at, or game six, but if you look at it, they've had success in game sevens. And so I think with them being back home, um, this is a game seven on their own home court. I I feel like they can get it done and, and we could see some history being made, which I think is phenomenal because man, it gives us something more to talk about, right? Well, the Red and Sox did it in 04. They, they came did. back from a 3 nothing deficit yep. against the Yankees. And there's so. been more than, more than one uh, uh, comment on ESPN radio saying that <laughs> this this is not what we that the rest of the country needs, that the Boston folks be more insufferable than they already are. You know, they, 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 you know they're, they're, I mean, I'm delighted that the Red Sox you know, came back and beat the Yankees. Don is not quite so happy about that. <laughs> he, um, he probably still sticks in his craw to this day. I think to all Yankee fans, they do not want to remember oh, oh. Uh, Peter, you know Chris Muller of CBS Radio, right? I know who he is, yeah. Well, I heard him this morning, and he does not want the Celtics to win. He does (laughs) not want the Celtics to win because he thinks Boston fans have had enough pats on the back, for lack of a better (laughs) term, and and enough of the glory of the Red Sox. And uh, He thinks Boston fans are spoiled. I don't know where he gets that opinion, but that's what Chris Muller said. You know what's so sad? is that a lot of folks don't like successful franchises. Is it me? Or is it... It's like every time you start seeing success, you want it over before it can actually develop into what it's supposed to be. Like, look at the Celtics. How many games do they want? 17 could be 18? 19, maybe? This will be 18 if they win. If they win, they'll be back ahead of the Lakers. But those two have been the two longest winning successful franchises in the league. And it's like, yeah, I know you want something new. Hey, when you have success, why are you going to complain about success? Well, the 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 blame is is not coming from Boston. It's coming from the rest of the country. Exactly. It doesn't doesn't like Boston. Never has liked Boston and never will. Never will like him. Yeah. You know, know, it's it's the same thing with the Yankees. You know, uh, those of us who have never been Yankee fans. (laughs) Sorry, Don. I look, I will be yanked, and we can live without. Yeah, that's okay. Grudgingly, but you yeah, know, grudgingly. Uh, grudgingly, but but you know, uh, 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 right? Look, look, it's it's kind of like what the Astros are doing right now. Everybody hates the trash cans, but think about it. When you succeed, people are going to hate you. It's that simple. Well, the Astros how you succeed, though. It should be how you succeed. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, they, I, they've been bad from day one. Bad news in Houston. No way would and I now, and, now, and now Jose, Jose Altuve just came back yesterday and had a two-homer day. No, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where, where's, where's, where's the reverend when we need him? Yeah, really, where? <laughs> <laughs> the Astros no. fan. 
So I Kayla, think it's interesting because me being from the West Coast, um, I am obviously a Seattle Mariners fan, which uh, we all know they have not had success here for a very long time. Last season was a breath of fresh air. Um, with Julio Rodriguez, you know, you have that young talent now. And I grew up with Griffey, so we all know what that type of baseball was like. But, you know, the Seahawks started to get their mojo back um, and won a Super Bowl. But being from way out west, it is funny sometimes because I will be the first to admit um, I am not a fan of the, the L.A. Dodgers just for the fact that I feel like they get all the attention over there. And um, I'm like, enough of you already. But <laughs> I have lived in the South and the Midwest for really now half of my life. Um, I do always see the talk about everybody from over here that's like, we don't want to hear about the Yankees or, you know, the Astros as of late, I think just because of the cheating scandal kind of stayed with them. Exactly. People don't want to root for them. Right. And, and a book is out about it too. From one of the, from what was it? A guy from the athletic who put a book out about the whole cheating scandal. Right. That basically that? cost him his, I forgot his name, but it was like, like, what was it? The, the winning something, everything. I forgot who the name, I forgot who the uh, writer's name was. They showed, they had the interview on Turns radio replayed it. And it cost him his job at the athletic, but he's doing something else now. Wow. But, uh, Kayla, let's uh Kayla, let's add another Kayla, let's add another Seattle sports hold on, hold on, team. The Kraken, they're a playoff contender. Oh yeah. All of a sudden know. in hockey. Yeah. Talk There's about something. like a great atmosphere. I have been I had been pushing for the NHL, like not like I have any say guys, but you know, me being just from the the West coast, the Northwest and growing up in a hockey family. Um, I'm from Spokane. So we have the WHL very successful Spokane chiefs over there, but I was always growing up wondering why we did not have an NHL team, why we had to go root for Canadian teams or, you know, why, why didn't we have our own? And it took that long you guys to get an NHL team in Washington. And I knew the minute they got that, it would be a success. First and foremost, uh, the the uniforms, the sweaters are probably some of the coolest in the NHL. Um, I love the name. I love everything about the, the organization. But the fans this year, they showed up and showed out. And for sure good reason, because it was a good team. And like you said, making well, you it. You know, Kayla, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run the risk of saying this publicly. But, you know, the thing of it is, is when, the, when Seattle came on the scene, they really got cracking. Oh, they did. That. Right, <laughs> there you go. Matter of fact, that brings up the that brings up the penultimate question: Will the Super Sonics come back to the league? Yes. Oh, I hope so. Yes, a hundred and twenty. I hope. So. I could ask all of you who who live all over, right? Yep. Would Would it be a better NBA with a Seattle SuperSonics back? What would you? Yes. Right. For me, well, it would be like. So there, because they should have they should have been able to figure out a way to keep Seattle in Seattle. Well, and why did the city uh, become an expansion team? Why did they leave in the first place? Because they had what was it, Clay Bennett, who was the what was it? He was an owner in Oklahoma City, and mm-hmm. he bought the Sonics. Mm-hmm. They kept the Sonics history behind, and they moved money becoming yep the all, all money dollar. 
And now that they have that new arena, you guys, which what they essentially did was they knocked down the key arena and just built a new arena, right? It's the same location. Um, And the Seattle Storm, the women's team plays there too. So now they've got the infrastructure. Um, They clearly have always had the fans. You guys, Washington is one of the biggest basketball states in the country. Um, Gonzaga has obviously put the college game on the map for them, but it has always been from high school up um, a basketball state. So I think that it needs to have the NBA return. I think it would be good for the league. I just, you can't have the Portland Trail Blazers. No offense, right? I mean, no offense, but they Portland can't be here in the Northwest. <laughs> from the 90s. Right. This actually raises a question that uh, uh, for me, and this has the, the whole issue of how much money should cities put out for sports teams? You know, uh, you know, yeah, uh, that stadium infrastructure sir, that she sent to me right back. It was like, what? Yeah, yeah there, there's this whole argument like, about there's this whole argument about, you know, uh, the owners want the city to pay all these, all, you know, all these all their expenses stadium for- at stadium. Uh, stadium fees for 200 something million and all the research that i that i see is that those kinds of those kinds of uh expenses don't yield any much much profit exactly so the question sort of becomes if i'm the city of seattle i'd love to have the supersonics back and i think they i think they should go back to seattle but at what but how how much but what what cost Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think, the biggest thing for Seattle right now. And, and you know, the league is obviously they, they're just not going to like give teams out. Right. I mean, right. You, you're going to you're going to have to expand or a team's going to have to come from somewhere in this situation. I think it would just be expanding. But um, yeah, and it, it honestly has happened down here uh, with a new stadium that is going that just actually got um confirmation in the last month or so here in Nashville, the Tennessee Titans have been playing in Nissan stadium since they moved here. Right. From Houston. Yeah. They, they played it. They've been playing in Nissan stadium for 24 years, about to be their 25th season. Right. And if you think about it, yeah, when they built that stadium back then it is, it's just a big slab of concrete. I mean, and they were, and they were pressing for time. Right. Right. Exactly. So now they just passed the new stadium. I don't know if you all have seen it, but um, you know, it's incredible in terms of just what they're explaining that it's going to be like, it's going to be just a very modern, um, but they're going to make it fit the city of Nashville and just kind of what Nashville is. Um, they're, they're going to keep with that, you know, theme of just people want to come here. They want to visit um, entertainment in, involved in it. But what they did, you guys, because Nashville has become such a destination city, um, they kind of have put a lot of the money um, that they're going to use to build it. Obviously, some of it's coming from um, the owner, a little bit from the NFL, but then a lot of the taxes on the hotels and the, you know, the nightlife here, because it's so crazy, they can do that. But you can't do that in every single city. Look at right. look at look at the look at the Vegas Raiders and look at what the yes. Oakland Athletics are going to be trying to do with their new stadium, They're right? Right on the strip, right near. You got to feel uh, bad for the Athletics, though. Really? Well, why? Why? The team itself. They're not helping the situation. No, either. they're not. But 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 it's not it's not it, it's not it's not our fault that the that the Athletics are terrible. No, you know, it's the, not. No one ever made that claim, Peter. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> the, the owner has made this happen, and I feel badly for the fans. 
but but the owner, as far as I can tell, is deliberately tanking. The uh, owner, the owner is like the James Dolan of MLB. I mean, I'm sorry. If you I really mean, want a comparison, James Dolan of the New York Knicks of MSG, and the owner, I think his last name is Fisher, is right now being that close to being right a part of it. Well, I, I I think I think I think it's more devious than that. I think he really wants to leave uh, Oakland. Well, he and may I, get I, his I, wish. Yeah, but at, but again, but again, we come back to the stadium, stadium infrastructure, and um, all that. At what cost? I I, I don't I don't think Oakland's gonna is is gonna support a. a uh, uh, modernization of that stadium. I just well, don't they, think they're going they've to. Been, they've been trying to build a new stadium, maybe around San Jose, for the last two, three, four years. And I don't think they're going. You know, they didn't get it on either time when it was up for a vote. Never got the, it. The fans uh, are. The I fans, have a question. The, the fans. Uh, the fans are getting, I hear a bird. Yeah, I hear some bird. Is that who's bird? Whoever that is, please mute. Please. Actually, while while we pause, are there any hands raised? Yes. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> Before we get to that, let me thank Nikki for being our host for today. Nikki, thanks for taking the time to be with us on Sports Roundtable. No problem. And uh, for those people who are listening on ACB Media 5 and any other venue, let me give out my email address in case listeners would like to send their (coughs) comments about our show and what we talk about and our format and everything that goes with it. That would be bobbranco93 at gmail.com. That's Bob Branco, B-O-B-B-R-A-N-C-O-93 at gmail.com. Nikki, do we have any hands raised? We do actually have one hand raised. Um, It is a phone number, and it starts with 501 and ends in 974. Okay, who would that be, please? I am Teresa. That's our friend from our Hi, Teresa. How are you? Hey. Congratulations okay. on your hogs getting your Fayetteville regional. Well, morning. thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, they, they do try to play very hard in, in college baseball. I yes, think they that's do. One, um, one sport they probably do very well in. Now, they're going to now, get the national um, championship. Football and okay, basketball. I have a question. Yes. I have a question, and I don't mean to sound dumb, but it's a question. It's a um, kind of about two different teams, but uh, they're both about hockey. Oh. The Las Vegas Golden Knights. What did they used to be, and what did the um, Seattle Kraken? What did what? Did they they're new teams. They're both expansion They are new teams. teams. Vegas joined they're the league, expansion. and I believe 2017 or 18. 18. I, I yeah. think it was 18. 18. And the Seattle 18. Kraken joined in 2021. Yep. Okay, I was wondering why I'd never heard of them. I thought maybe they moved from somewhere else. And no, nope, they're expansion name. clubs. No, they're expansions. Okay, because I know like the Nashville Predators used to be up in um, Canada at one time. Well, no, no, the, the Predators were an expansion team in ninety-seven, ninety-eight. So oh, they, they, I thought Winnipeg. They, they, no, Winnipeg didn't come on board until later because they moved from... But I thought they lost... Yeah, I thought they lost... Winnipeg was in Atlanta. Winnipeg was in Atlanta. And speaking speaking of teams that could be moving, where do you think the Arizona Coyotes will land? Since now they have basically nowhere to go. Yeah, I'll chime in on that. And... Yeah, um, Yeah, go ahead, Kayla. 
Teresa, real quick, I did want to mention with expansion teams, something to note on these expansion (coughs) teams, uh, the past two, is I think a lot of people have some issues with the fact that they are actually able to pick a player from each uh, team. So they, a lot of people think now that there's a little bit more of a competitive advantage with the newer teams um, than what they used to do with expansion in the past. Um, the Las Vegas Golden Knights actually went to the final, the Stanley Cup final their first year. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and I think a lot of people had been talking about that here recently, too, with the Kraken having success in their second year. So just something to note um, you, when it comes to that, too, and expansion teams. Um, yeah, with the Phoenix, uh, now the Arizona Coyotes, it's a mess over there, guys. And it has been for a long time. I used to cover sports in Tucson, Arizona, and clearly we covered a lot of Phoenix sports. And it's always been an issue with them. First and foremost, they can't really fill that arena. Uh, they haven't had much success. Uh, it was out there in Glendale where the Arizona Cardinals are. However, we all know the NFL and and just it's always the top dog, right? NHL it just doesn't get yeah. as many eyes on it, especially in in Arizona, which is very uh, it's mostly a transplant city um, in in Phoenix. Right. I uh, have a comment about tough. the Arizona Coyotes oh. Arena. I happened to watch a game between the Bruins and Arizona before Christmas. That arena is the most rowdiest arena they've ever played in. The music was loud. Really? The, the public address arena. announcer sounded like he was ready to announce a wrestling match. Uh, and then I found out later on that that's a college arena and the atmosphere yes. is more collegiate. Well, but it was the, rowdy over the, there, Kayla. There's, it was there's, unbelievable. Well, now, you've heard, the, you've heard the joke about um, somebody went to a fight and the hockey game broke out. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that when you said a wrestling match, it made me think of that. But also... Um, um, a lot of you said it's a transplant. I think a lot of times, I think um, what has brought a lot of hockey teams south and um, southwest is because a lot of these uh, fans lived up in the northeast and they missed their hockey. Sure, from where they used to live. That's a great point. And also, I think, and you could probably agree with me, that um, I've lived down in the South for quite a long time now. People just love their sports here, right? And if you give them a chance to go to something like a hockey game and experience it in person and just feel the energy, people are going to become fans. Of course. I grew up in the the eastern panhandle of West Virginia, and we – um, my parents usually watched their news off the DC TV stations. So guess who we heard about a lot? The Montreal. Oh, Washington. Well, no, no, the Washington Capitals. It oh, used to be the, um, I think they used to be the Baltimore Clippers at one time. So uh, The sure. Washington Capitals at one time were, I believe, the Kansas City Scouts. Oh, wow. I think. Well, no, I thought they were the I thought they were the Baltimore Clippers. No, that was no, that was the Clippers. That was basketball because but the Scouts became the Jersey Devils. Yeah, and Washington was brand new. Okay, thank you. And and if if I'm right, wasn't the Quebec wasn't the um, Quebec Nordiques? And so when they Hmm. moved from Quebec to Colorado, they. Yeah, they moved south or out west somewhere. I, I don't remember where. Because there's a few, there's a few, there's a few places I'm hearing 
that the Arizona Coyotes could go. And Quebec's one of them. Houston's another. And, oh, God. A, a little bit of trivia for you folks. Okay. There are two hockey teams that are currently in Canada that used to be with Atlanta. Two of them. Calgary Flames and one of them. Winnipeg? Calgary Flames and Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. They used to be the Atlanta Flames and the Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah. And okay. I... I think why not? Why not give Kansas City a chance to support a hockey team? I think it would. Yeah, do- and I also heard that too. So there's like three or four different options I'm hearing that Arizona could go. That's interesting. Thought about Kansas. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Mike, Michael. He's here. Michael. Yes, I'm here, guys. I'm here. I'm here. Michael Garrett is here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Houston is really trying to get in. They really want. They really want it. We've, we've already got the facilities, uh, so and we we have experience because we had the Houston Arrows a few years ago. So we really would like to get in on this. Oh, if that, if that happens, Houston beat Dallas every year. Oh boy! <laughs> nice that be, oh, that would that would be something. <laughs> okay, now are the Golden Knights and the Kraken are they in the same division? Uh, I believe they are. I think yes, they, they are. are. Yes. Okay, because usually when an expansion team doesn't matter the sport, but when they came in, they had to have one equal. You know, like let's say if you got a new AFC team in football, you yep. had to have an um, NFC likewise. That was before they split every. You know, there were um, thirty-two teams and yep. four um, four divisions of four four divisions that, north, that... south, east, and west. Well, north, south, yeah. North, south, and west, and east. You're right. And what? And east, right? You got them all. Uh, central, yeah, whatever. Thank- Actually, <laughs> let's see. Thank- you have Arizona. Yeah, you have eight teams in the Pacific Division: Pacific, Vegas, yeah. Seattle, Arizona, Kings, Ducks, Sharks, Oilers. If I'm right. Oilers, Flames, yeah. and and Canucks. And Duh, nice. and- so one of them is not in that division. Well, wait. Oilers, I think, are in the division with who? Vancouver. No, Oilers, Canucks. Yep. Flames. Yep, that's three. Sharks, Winnipeg, Sharks, Ducks, Winnipeg is further east. So Winnipeg, Winnipeg's in Nashville side with Minnesota. Yeah, no, they're in the center. No, we're talking about the Pacific. Sharks, okay, Ducks, that, that, Kings, Kraken, Knights, and Coyotes, and then the three Canadian teams. That's nine. No, that's eight. Right, so Winnipeg's eight. not in there. Nine. So. Winnipeg's in Winnipeg's with Minnesota and Nashville. No, we're not talking about Winnipeg. We're talking about Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, San Jose, Anaheim, LA. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Vegas, Seattle, Arizona. That's it. That's it. It was San Jose I was missing. No, that is nine. I don't don't know. Arizona is in the central, y'all. Arizona is in the Arizona's in the well. Good, they can go to Houston. It would make more sense. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Nikki, do we have any other uh, participants? Thank okay, you, I'm Teresa, for your down. comments. We appreciate them. Oh, certainly, certainly. Not right now. We do not. Okay, okay. let us know when we do. Just sure. Man, I tell you, if if our if our friend Mitch was here and, she, and he heard about what Gayla said about the Dodgers, enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that, that would can, be great. I, the so, funny thing is, is my parents, my dad grew up a huge, my dad and my grandfather grew up huge Dodgers fans because we had the AAA team in Spokane um, a long time ago for the Dodgers. So they're Dodgers fans, but me, I've always been a Mariners fan. So, you know, I just always, I have it out for the Dodgers. Although I do like some of the guys on their team. Mookie Betts is from right here in Nashville, Tennessee. 
he is a phenomenal uh, athlete, clearly, but also a, a great, great person who gives back a lot here. Used to exactly. be my team. Yep. The Red Sox. Yep. Used to yep. Be Red You're Sox. right. So, um, Kale, talk about what's going on with your with your pro football team in Tennessee. Yeah, it's um first and foremost, it's always the talk of the town here in Nashville, and um, because they have found success Ooh. in the past here few years with Mike Rabel, he's quite the character. Um, we we do enjoy him here, but he never makes for a um a boring press conference. Let's just say that he likes to give the media. A little bit of a, a nudge, which we we kind of find funny, but um, he's kept things you know great here. He's he's really had some successful teams uh, a couple of years ago. Won Coach of the Year, and now we're in this kind of situation where they don't really know exactly. And I'm speaking of the fans here; they don't really know what to think about this upcoming season for the sheer fact that. Nobody really loves Ryan Tannehill. And now that they have drafted Will Levis from Kentucky in that early second round, traded up to get him, people already kind of want him to take over as the guy here. Although they are looking at, uh, I think it is going to be Ryan Tannehill, you know, starting this year. They still have Derrick Henry on the roster, who we all know um, continues to to kind of be a beast. Uh, he's a different type of of person guys. He's just, I don't know what he, he came from Yulee, Florida. And that guy is the biggest running back in, in, per, in terms of in person that I've ever seen. And even after breaking a foot a couple years ago, he still continues to have it right. Um, and he's, and he's close to, to kind of reach in that 30 mark here soon. But I think there's just a lot of question marks. There has been a lot of change. They fired the offensive coordinator. They had one of the worst offenses in the he league. Had, he had to go. He had to go. Um, the Jets have him over there as a coordinator now. Um, good, luck, good luck with the Jets. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Have him. That's fine. Yeah, um, good, good luck with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. <laughs> um, and now they kind of have a, a team where they're just kind of seeing – what happens here in camp, how it all plays out, and a wide receiver room, guys, it's really only led by one guy. It's very empty in there, and that's a second-year player in Traylon Burks who yeah. really wasn't even on the field a lot last year. So the big thing here is what the heck is going to happen next year in a division, AFC South, that is clearly getting – a little bit better with the Jags now and Trevor Lawrence, and then two teams that also drafted rookie quarterbacks who are expected to start. Will they have success right away? Probably not. Houston has a way to go. They, oh, do. they do. They do. Um, but I like C.J. Stroud, and I think that that eventually they'll get back there. But that that does bring up one question. Where do you think the where do you think the Kevin Byard thing goes from here? Because I know they asked him to take a pay cut, but sure. at what point do you basically say, you know, thanks for the memories? We have to move on and see what these young kids have in the secondary. And speaking of Tannehill, which also brings up a topic that you guys brought up, what was it, a Wednesday of last week or a couple of weeks ago? Here's Ryan Tannehill, the most disrespected quarterback in sure. the league. Yeah. And I think that's a fair question just for the fact that, you know, if you look at it outside of Tennessee, you'll probably be scratching your head saying, well, what are you talking about? We don't even really talk about Ryan Tannehill. Well, that's the whole point. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill found success when he took over for Marcus Mariota um, and was able to really have a solid regular season for the past 
let's exclude last season because he did get hurt um, and was playing on those bum ankles, but had had success in the regular season, had really been a, a, a focal point for this team. Um, and then he uh, gets the postseason, right, for – what was that uh, against the Bengals, right? For the number one seed, everything one was set seed. up. Right. And three and, turnovers. And you have three turnovers. In, and guess what? Guess what's stuck with fans ever since then? Yep. The Bengals. That and game. It's, oh, been, he, it's been two years. Yeah. He, 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 impl- he imploded. And last year, you know, he did, he was hurt. There's no question about well, that. He, yeah. But, but, look, but, look but, at the but, crap but, that was around him. But he didn't shine last year either. But it's true. You know, I, 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 I get mean, that. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you, how you, how you grade, you know, Tannehill, you know, I mean, the I, one time, the one time he gets publicity, he, he, he does not do very well. He, yeah. he crumbles in the spotlight. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and look, he took that hard guys. He took that real hard. He actually, he went to therapy after that yeah. um, playoff game. And I will say this ever since then, he has been a different, uh, there's been something different about him. Unfortunately, last year, he was playing on not one, but two bum ankles, probably longer than he should have before he finally, you know, had those fixed. But now this is the year, I think, with his final year here um, with his contract, I think this is the year that he's he's going to have to say, I can be this guy still, whether or not, you know, he stays here or goes to a different team. He's got an O-line that is a little bit improved. Now I'm not going to say it's greatly improved, but it's oh, better. It's going to be better than last year. Um, he still has Derrick Henry. They've drafted some guys that are promising. They've signed some free agents and under a new GM and Rand Carthon, they're doing some good things. So after this year, if Ryan can't prove that he can be a quarterback that can hold it together, I, I think that his career is probably going to be less and less moving forward. I mean, he is 34, I believe. Um, but this is the year he wants to prove it. And, um, I'm not going to say he can't at this point. Well, I, I've got, I've got two, I've got two comments about, about the Titans. One, Bravel should have been Bill uh, O'Brien's replacement in Houston. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He should have been, he should have been the replacement. And secondly, you know, the, your conversation about Tannehill. Remember, Tannehill is a wide receiver yep. trying to become a quarterback. You know, he was a wide receiver at A&M. But Rex, and, uh, and, and, and they made him a quarterback because they didn't have anybody to play quarterback. It was out of necessity. Oh, who was that coach that was at Texas, at Texas A&M at that time? Mike? Um, I, oh, God. I'm, I, 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 can, I, can, I can see, I can picture his face, but it was like... All yeah. three quarterbacks been, got hurt, and then yeah. he had to go in and play QB and did pretty well. And that's what basically got him on the scene to be drafted by the Dolphins. Yeah. And, but at what, and, at what and, point do we say – One more point, one more point. You know, and you, you said that he has Derrick Henry, but they have run him so – and, you know, he's nearing 30. Exactly. And how much – does he have left in the tank? Because he has really, I mean, the guy's great, but he has been run and run and run. And those injuries that he's had over the last couple of years have really, I think, taken a little bit something out of him. 
Well, he only had really that foot injury and yep. he bounced back from that pretty dang well. I will say this about Derrick Henry, and I really do mean this. I would not say this. I've covered so many athletes. He is a different dude. His off-season workouts that he does are something out of a Marvel's comic. I mean, <laughs> it is absolutely incredible, you guys, like what he's doing to keep his body that in that peak of condition at, like you said, reaching 30. And yes, he has carried the heck out of the ball. They have, they have definitely utilized him. He has, you know, there is a lot of work put on him for sure. Um, I just can't, I can never say like, he's not going to be able to do it again because he's not proven to, to, to not be able to do it. And that was behind again, another crap offensive line, excuse my language, but a, a not a great offensive line last year. And really he wasn't bad. Um, so I, I'm not going to count him out until he counts himself out, but I will say this, you guys, I do think it's his final year here in Tennessee. Uh, they drafted uh, Tajay Steve. Spears out yep. of Tulane. That kid crazy good. Special kid. Titan bowl. That might prolong his career, you know, if he has somebody to sort of take sure. the load off. That's a good point, too. That's a great point. And actually, I could see them doing that a little bit this year, uh, you know, lightening his load and incorporating Tajay Spears, not only in the run game, guys, but I think he could be a part of the pass game as well. Definite pass catch. Because I remember the Cotton Bowl game. He had, what was it, like a 300-yard all-purpose game or something yeah, like that? It sure was did. ridiculous against USC. I mean, Made USC look like fools. I mean, that's not supposed to happen. And nope. he got, and he went nuts. And I, I think that was supposed to be the role for Hassan Haskins, but I don't think Hassan Haskins, if he makes this roster, it's only going to be on special teams. I don't see him yeah. having a role in the backfield. I mean, the opportunities he's had, he's done okay. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't draft a Ty J. Spears in the third round unless you are absolutely sure 100%. that he is going to be that dude. Absolutely. And I think Spears is going to be that dude. I do, do. And remember, guys, they drafted him in the third round over a wide receiver, which they need, obviously, a lot of. Desperately. <laughs> so my, my sense with Tannehill – is he's one of these quarterbacks that is never going to be like a super superstar quarterback, but he's one of these quarterbacks who can who can manage the manage the game and not make too many mistakes. And if they, he does that, usually uh, they the, the team does pretty well. The problem is defenses have figured this out, and so they they they're they're more game planning so that Tannehill has to win the game, and I don't think he can do that. Yeah, well, I don't think, think he can of, do that. Think think of think of the QB besides here in Tennessee that's. Gets talked about in Minnesota in the exact same term. Captain Kirk. Dang. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Captain Kirk. Yeah. And Mr. Spock. Well, Justin Jefferson. So, speaking of that, uh, Michael Garrett, uh, what's going on with, with that Dallas running back? Uh, I, I'm confusing. It's not Dak. It's the Tony Pollard. No, the, the other oh, guy. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. What's going on with him? Because he's sort of in the same place as. Henry, it seems to me, yep. right? Um, uh, what's going well, on with him? He's not back in Dallas. A, nope, yeah, where, where is he? He's nowhere. There, there, there are rumors. There are rumors that for the money, if the money is right, he could conceivably come back to okay. Dallas. But Dallas has moved on, I believe. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and I think they they really want to incorporate Deuce Vaughn in in the in oh, the uh, in the rotation with uh, with Pollard and Rico Dottle and uh, and uh, Jones. That's a, that's a pretty good four-headed monster right there. Deuce Vaughn, pass yeah. catcher, third mm-hmm. down guy. Ooh, man, K-State K- was pretty good last year with Deuce Vaughn. They, I mean, they, they, they may have found another diamond at running back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kansas State was fine until they played Alabama and whatever bowl they and played. And they got absolutely, they got, they got absolutely destroyed. destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting, the running backs in the league, right? We continue to – I don't, I don't want to say devalue them, but they only have so long – in their lifespan in the NFL, uh, that's that's not really changed. And, and a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, I actually covered him at Ohio State when they won the national championship um, back in 2014. And, you know, just coming out of Ohio State, what what a talent he was. And, and he had that juice for a while in the NFL. But, you know, the mileage wears on him. He had some off the, the, the field kind of things going on. Um, and it will be interesting, like you were saying, maybe Dallas brings him back. I still think he could be utilized as a guy kind of down there in the red zone situations. Um, I think he had quite a did he? Didn't he have quite a bit a bit of touchdowns last year? They utilized him so much down there. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, think, I think he, he, he had was, ten or eleven or something like he that. Was, he was like he was like the he was like the Jerome Bus Bennis at the back end of his career. Yep. They just used him in red zone. Yeah. But yep. the but the only way the money's going to be right for Zeke for me is if he takes veteran minimum or maybe more than that right. because they're they're not going to pay him when he got fat, happy, and lazy for over ninety something million dollars which they should not have done because now they're still over a barrel with Dak Prescott too. Cause at some point they're going to have to, the rubber's going to meet the road there too. But I would, I would well, they've, got, they've got to play, they've got to pay CD lamb and, and Trayvon Diggs. So I'm, I'm wondering at what point do they say, okay, we ask Dak to take a pay cut, even though he's being paid over 45 million as the starter. They basically take a little bit less and they roll the rest of that into something else where they can pay those guys because that's the only way you're going to be able to get that done. I mean, I would imagine yeah. there, there is a team that could use a, a running back like Zach. Uh, I don't know who that is off the top of my head. I don't either. Uh, but, but, you know, a, 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 look at, look at, look at what Minnesota's dealing with with Dalvin Cooks. <laughs> He's got a $10.4 million payday that's owed to him. But again, Will Minnesota be willing to pay that? Are they going to pay that freight? Where do you think DeAndre Hopkins is going to go? I don't know. Ooh, I mean yeah. that that that's a good one because they there, cut him on there Friday. Are seven teams, seven teams that that uh, conceivably could could use him. They say Chiefs, Chiefs, including Nashville. I mean Nashville could use him. Man, less. Jacksonville. You know thing, though, that people are worried about here, guys. It's a real thing. Um, so remember when they signed Julio Jones? God, yes. Remember the, the for a second and fourth. That was a terrible. That Sunday. was disaster. Yeah, and I think people just have kind of like mm-hmm. I, I don't know fan fan. How, what would you call it? Um, nightmare fan apathy. About- yeah, the fact that I know DeAndre Hopkins probably has a little bit more left in the tank than Julio did at that point. Um, but let's remember, you know, he he did have 
that ACL, he did come back. He did play last year a little bit, but um, I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those things. Do you, do you, do you risk that? Um, And what, what does he want money wise? I think that's the bigger question here in Tennessee. They're, they're kind of in a situation where they don't have a lot to work with right now. So I don't know what he's going to demand. I I would like to see it happen. And remember, he played with Tim Kelly, who is now the offensive coordinator. He played under Tim Kelly there um, and Mike Rabel. And guess what? They love their Houston guys up here. We see a lot of them come through this Titans organization. But the the problem does anybody know? Did anybody hear why uh, why Arizona cut him? Mud cap purposes and plus everything that went down. I'm surprised it didn't just trade him and get something. Well, remember, last year was coming out that six-game suspension with PEDs. So remember that. I think he wanted out, too, a little bit. And he wanted out. But also what I saw on my Twitter timeline from PFT from Sunday is that the Arizona Cardinals could have been falsifying injury reports and the Andre Hopkins was healthy to play. Mm. And they didn't play him. So I wonder, will the Arizona Cardinals get fined if the league finds out that this is accurate? Or will they, you know, have to forfeit a draft pick because of this? Because if that's the case, that's just another bad look for the Arizona Cardinals. They've dug a hole there, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think Arizona is not going to be a very good team for a while. Here's what I'm hearing. Here's what somebody thinks, that they're going to let Murray walk at the end of the season. Yeah. And they're going to be in a position where they're going to draft the number one and number two picks next year, Caleb Williams and and uh, Drake May, Harris Jr. Harris and, Drake, Jr. and Drake May too, I think, in that mix as well <laughs> for North Carolina. So they got so there's like three options sitting at the Marvin top. Harrison Jr. Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. To go yeah, along with Caleb uh, Williams. There's your future. If, if if that's the case, that's a bit that's a big cap hit because you because they just paid Kyler Murray what last year they they paid yeah, a pretty I guess good they amount. Did. Yeah, they did. So yeah. if they let if they let him walk. Without any compensation, that's a big cap hit to eat. And it's dead money that you can't do anything with. But, but, but who, 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 who would want Kayla Murray? I mean, that's that's the that's Kyla Murray. The, I mean, and Kyla Murray. sorry, Kyla Murray. Who would, who would uh, want? Yeah. Oh, Not the, me. Oh. That's why I say yeah, exactly. He should have played baseball. He should, he would have had it. I think he would have had a successful career. I just think guys, I've seen him. They came here for joint practices last year. I saw him in person for the first time. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to like, you know, say, but I mean, he is a short guy. Like, and, and I just think that like he utilizes his legs so much and that's fine. But once you have that ACL situation mm. and now you're going to have to to battle all the stigma of you don't have your head coach anymore that brought you in and cliff kingsbury like there's a lot of stuff he needs to mature as a as, as a man too like there's a lot of things with his immaturity that was coming into play last year as well he, who, who was that larry fitzgerald on tv basically blasted him a couple of years ago on nfl countdown basically telling him like look he has to grow up at some point and that's coming from Arizona Cardinal legend. Mm-hmm. Kayla, what are you hearing about O'Brien in Alabama? Is he gonna is he gonna be able to make the pros? It's the same issue, you know, it's a size issue. Guy is incredibly talented. Oh, you mean Bryce Young? Bryce oh, Young. Bryce Young. Sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the biggest thing. So I watched him a lot this year, and I did watch him uh, specifically. We have one minute, for us, folks. One minute. Oh. Okay. Real quick, I watched him in, against that game uh, in Knoxville, the Tennessee game. Great game. Um, game. One thing I will say what sold me on him, guys, was in that game. They didn't win that game, but the amount of pressure he got in that game, the amount of you know situations he got into, and, and the, he never, ever came out of character. I mean, nothing nothing shook this guy. It was absolutely incredible. He is a talent, but can he stay healthy because he is that small? Right. That is the biggest that's, question. That's the of yep. it all. Five, five, 11 and three eights and two Oh four. Kayla, yeah. before we close, I just wanted to ask you to let everybody know where they can hear you. Yes. Um, I am on the radio from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central time on one Oh four, five, the zone. Um, that is streaming on our app. 104.5 The Zone. It is Ramon, Kayla, and Will uh, Monday through Friday. But but All not right. today, presumably. Nope, we had today <laughs> off. Today off. <laughs> Lucky for us. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Kayla. Yes, we appreciate you taking the time, Kayla, to be with us on Sports Roundtable thank today. You. Thank we'll, you all. We'll we'll probably have you back if you would like yeah. us to come. Absolutely. Uh, you know, great. And I want to thank everybody else: Peter, Michael, <laughs> Luther, Don. And Sorry, community. We, we just we just got into a nice little chat for the rest of you. We didn't have a chance to get to you. Sorry, we didn't have any more hands, so I had I was I was. No, I, I did ask okay. Nikki to interrupt us once. Because I, I wasn't sure. Happened. Nikki, we, yeah. thank you, Nikki, again yes. for being our host for today's no program. No Go problem. safe with God's abundant blessings, everybody. Have a great week.